Hey guys, welcome to the fourth episode of Intuitive Bites. I'm Kirsten Ackerman, your host, and I'm a registered dietitian specializing in intuitive eating and health at every size. And I'm also the creator of the Intuitive RD on Instagram. For the show today, I want to share a little bit of my story and my journey with you guys. Um, so I'm really going to take you back to um, where I started um, developing my own issues around food and, and kind of unfold that for you guys um, and bring it to the present day with what I'm doing now. Uh, so I do want to give a little trigger warner, warning for uh, the show today. I am going to be talking about... Um, some disordered eating behaviors and so if you're sensitive to that uh, I definitely would say skip this episode. Uh, Before I go into that though I wanted to give you guys a couple of announcements. So I'm really excited to announce that I am rolling out a series of interviews um, that I've been having with different non-diet professionals in the field and it's going to be the same format as the other episodes of this podcast, which means it will be about 20 or 30 minutes uh, and really focusing on a specific topic with each of these professionals. So it's going to be really awesome. I have a really great group of people that are coming on the show. I think you guys are going to be really excited to see it. Um, And I'll let you guys know more about that soon, but I'm expecting to release the first few episodes starting in a few weeks really. Um, So look out for that. Uh, The other thing I wanted to make you guys aware of is that I have an introduction to intuitive eating course out. So you can find this course on my Instagram if you go to my bio section. So first of all, my Instagram is at the intuitive RD. So it's at the intuitive underscore RD. So if you go to my profile and you click on the link tree link, you'll find in there um, a sign, a place where you can sign up for the intro to intuitive eating course. And it is self-paced, so you can go on and choose to do it whenever you want to. Um, it's really great for people who are new to intuitive eating, uh, who haven't quite picked up the book yet, but have started to hear some things and are, are interested in learning more. Um, it'll really give you those foundational concepts. Um, there's you know quizzes there's videos uh, where I am talking about some of the principles and things like that so there's really a lot of resources there Uh, so definitely go check that out if that's something you're interested in Uh, you also can always email me reach out and ask questions uh, or if you have comments concerns anything like that I do my best to to get out get back to you that way Uh, my email address is theintuitiverd at gmail.com So definitely feel free to do that. Um, And of course, one last announcement. Um, If you have been listening to the podcast and, you know, if you're liking it or you have comments or anything like that, please take the time if you have it to rate, review, uh, subscribe on iTunes. Um, It really is helpful to me and it just means a lot to me to see those, uh, to see the reviews and kind of get your feedback um, because really this is my gift to you guys that I I really want it to serve you. Um, So if you have any thoughts on it, please let me know. Um, Yeah, so I guess that's that's it for my announcements today. Uh, So like I mentioned for the show today, I'm going to be going back and give you guys some more information about my story. Um, So the way I really would like to do this is kind of start with where I'm at now and, and work back a little bit. 
Um, so I am currently uh, in a position at a bariatric center and I've been in this position for the past two years. Uh, and prior to that, I was actually just completing my uh, registered, I just completed the RD exam, you know, became a, a dietitian, had just completed my internship program. So this has been my only, uh, this has been my only really full-time position since becoming a dietitian is, is at the bariatric center. I came upon intuitive eating and health at every size about a year ago. So it's really only been in the past year that I've been in this field. Uh, and I can tell you that it completely blew my mind. Like it absolutely took me away and I was like, you know, head first in every single resource uh, that I could get my hands on at that time. So um, yeah, I was totally like, it just totally resonated with me. I knew that it's what I wanted to be doing and I just ran with that. Um, so of course it is interesting that I find myself currently in a position uh, working in a very, very weight centric uh, program, right? It's uh, kind of the, I don't know, at the top of the hierarchy in terms of the weight normative paradigm and um, really just having a heavy weight focus. Um, so very interesting that I found myself here, uh, but that is where I'm at for the time being. I will tell you that I have found the position to be extremely rewarding, particularly since I've fallen into you know working from a non-diet approach because I'm working with a population of people who have gotten so many messages about their weight and their size and how it determines their health and um, you know really just experienced so much weight stigma over the, the years um, so as difficult as it is for me to be in this position and, and I can understand very almost contradictory um, I found it to be extremely rewarding because I'm making such an impact in in these people's lives just by giving them a different message uh, one even at a very basic level one that is just so opposite to what they're used to hearing um, so that's that's where I'm at currently um, so before I was at the bariatric center like I mentioned I was just completing my internship I um, had just graduated uh, from uh, Sage College which is in the Troy New York area and that is, that's the area that I grew up in, that's the area that I'm from. And then after that, I moved to Connecticut, which is where I currently am. Um, so yeah, so in my, in my internship, um, I was really confused about what I wanted to do, um, but I knew that I wanted to work one-on-one -on -one with patients and, and clients. I really found that to be um, very fulfilling and rewarding, and I felt like I was really able to make more of an impact in that setting. Um, but even at that time, there was kind of this like disconnect within me because I felt like, how can I be, you know, telling these people that I can fix, quote unquote, fix their weight um, when I'm not really sure that that is true? Like, I'm not really sure that I can manipulate their weight in a sustainable way. Um, so it, I think that at that time I was just a little bit confused, but every, every message around me was like, no, this is what we do. This is the way to go. So I was kind of floating along with that, but definitely feeling uncomfortable with it. Um, also uncomfortable just with, um, you know, kind of 
diety type things where you know eat this don't eat that um you should completely cut out this food or you know cut your calories down to xyz numbers you know number of calories a day i just was always very uncomfortable with that because i didn't feel like it was helpful like it wasn't it was it promoted like obsession around um counting calories and um obsession around these like tiny little numbers and i didn't feel like that was impactful and i think that's because um i had experienced for myself that that had spiraled so yeah so i was i was a little bit uncomfortable with that at that time um so before moving back working our way backwards in my undergrad learning about nutrition um that was a difficult time for me as well because I was really inundated with messages about from a very weight-centric um, paradigm and a very like diet-centric kind of message that I was getting. And for me personally, I kind of felt like I didn't fit in. Um, I had come from a background where you know, I never really learned to cook at home. You know, my mom would cook some things um, sometimes and we'd eat out other times. My dad didn't cook at all. He was literally eating out um, like every day, even to this, well, pretty much to this day, he'll say, oh, I eat out, you know, seven days a week or whatever. Um, so, you know, I was coming from this background where I really didn't, I wasn't coming from a heavy, like, nutrition-focused family by any means. Um, I was really just, like, coming out of the woodwork in my family in terms of this this focus on healthy eating. So, anyway, bottom line, I didn't feel like I fit in with the, the people around me in my dietetic program. I felt like I couldn't quite measure up to the standard of, oh, this is how I should be eating or um, this is what should be a value to me, you know, um, whether that be, you know, um, I don't know, really just, just healthy eating and like organic foods or whatever it might be. But I just felt like very out of place in that setting. Um, and really for me, that fueled and sparked a place in me that uh, I had a lot of guilt and shame around my eating. Um, and this had started earlier in you know in my childhood and adolescence but at this time it was just kind of like fueling that like I was like okay so I should perfect everything that I'm eating I should eat only the most nutritious things or if and in, in reality what that looked like was around other people that's kind of what I tried to do but behind the scenes um, I really wasn't um, taking care of my myself and in, in eating in a way that felt great for me um, because I was kind of, I think I was just falling back into my old patterns and kind of what I had known. But then I, the real problem was that I felt so much guilt and shame about that. Like I felt like I had to hide it um, or pretend to be, you know, to know more about cooking or to pretend to care more about like eating the best and most healthiest food and, or the most healthy food and um, not liking dessert or whatever. And of course, like over time, I became more comfortable with being like, no, like actually I, I love cake and cookies and that's okay. Um, but it took a lot of time for me to get there because I was so sensitive um, and feeling so much deep shame about my, my eating. So that was a difficult time for me. I, I think that the, the nutrition program, as much as I loved it, um, really like struck a, a deep chord within me um, and kind of drove me to some some disordered behaviors at that time 
Um, and I definitely was doing some restricting um, at times and trying to manipulate my body. Um, at that time, it was really more about, um, I think, more about like exercise and maybe over-exercise and obsession with that. Um, and I really took it to the level of, you know, even if I was sick, I was out there exercising and um, I was just making sure to get the workouts in and, and really tracking, you know, my progress and, and feeling like, um, my worth was really tied up in, in how well I could manage that exercise program. Um, so that's, that's what that looked like at that time. So I think, so tracking backwards, like basically the very beginning of my college career, I was in a division one tennis program and that was before I had transferred and started doing nutrition. But in that D1 uh, tennis program, I was probably at my lowest weight um, going into college, um, stemming from the fact that I had a lot of disordered eating behaviors and res food restriction and over-exercise um, in my late high school time period. Um, so... Yeah, I think that, that that's a common experience for people to around that like high school, um, you know, adolescent time to start having body concerns and and possibly that, you know, branching into restrictive eating. So that that's certainly the case for me. That's what happened. And um, I just remember, I believe it was around, I want to say it was either freshman year going into sophomore year or sophomore to junior. Um, that summer, I was heavily restricting my food intake and I was on the court for hours and hours a day doing like double sessions and then going to the gym afterward and, and working out more trying to burn as many calories as I could and take in as few calories as I could and I was also weighing myself obsessively you know in the morning in the afternoon and you know multiple times a day at night and trying to do everything I could to manipulate that number and, and kind of get control over that number um, whether that meant you know guzzling water before I went to bed because I thought that that would help me wake up and and have a smaller number on the scale or you know skipping a meal because I thought that that would be helpful um, so truly truly disordered behaviors at that time and I did lose uh, I did lose weight at the time um, you know which I was very young and I hadn't restricted before so I think that's a common experience for people that weight tends to kind of come off a little bit you know easier when it's your first time and you're young um, and then that story can change over time with multiple dieting uh, you know uh, dieting adventures or whatever um, but yeah, so I, so I did lose weight, um, and I think what was a struggle for me um, was that I, I got a lot of comments from family members and friends, and, and of course they were all congratulatory and celebratory comments and um, kind of like praising me for, oh, you look great, or oh my gosh, you're wasting away, which, you know, that could be taken in multiple ways, but the way that I took that was kind of a, 
yeah, like it was praising me. Like it was like, oh wow, like you're you're becoming smaller, you're you're shrinking, and that's a good thing. Um, of course, I don't actually know what the intention behind the comment was, but in my disordered mindset, from my disordered perspective, that's how I took it. I was like, okay, this is feeding me. Like this is telling me that this is good, and I should continue this. Um, and of course, the the struggle there is that when I stopped when I loosened the reins a little bit on my disordered eating and the weight started to rebound as is a common experience for for people for many many people who lose weight uh, when that started happening I internalized the, this message that okay so when my body was shrinking and it when it was smaller it was more worthy and people gave it more attention and thought it was better and thought it was healthier or whatever. And now that my body does not look like that anymore and it's changing and it's getting bigger, clearly my body must be wrong and it must be bad and I should obviously do whatever I can to get back to that smaller size or at the very least I should feel guilty and shameful for my weight gain, right? So that just absolutely tore me apart. as a young adult, uh, I was not comfortable with my body. I was, I really had a, a horrible relationship to my body because I was, I was fighting it. I thought that it was holding me back from everything that I wanted. Um, really, I think uh, where a lot of my disordered relationship to food, I think where it started, um, was that I grew up in a family where you know my mom was a chronic dieter. Um, who was very body conscious and, you know, concerned about her weight and just making comments about her weight. Um, Nothing was ever pointed at me necessarily about my body. I was not, like, no one was telling me that I needed to change my body. But, of course, when you're a kid and you hear people around you, especially your mother, um, talking about their body and how it's not right and they should be restricting their food or going on XYZ diet you internalize that and you think, okay, well, when I get older, that's what I should, that should be a value for me too. Um, so on one hand I I had that. And then on the other hand, um, I had my dad who was, had an interesting relationship to food. You know, he was, uh, again, like I mentioned, he was eating out a lot. He, he did a lot of snacking and he was also very athletic and active. Um, but, he made a lot of comments about being dissatisfied with his body and it was like it was kind of offhand comments and mostly like in the form of like poking fun at himself um and you know just yeah poking fun at his himself and his body or um taking note when you know he was down a couple pounds on the scale or if he had gained a few pounds and what he was going to do to kind of manipulate that in some ways. Um, so these were kind of the messages that were just being fed to me from a young age. Um, and even outside of just my parents, like, uh, my, you know, my other family members, a lot of them were very focused on weight and, you know, making comments if somebody gained weight or lost weight or looked good or looked like, didn't look good, you know, like just different things like that. It was definitely, there was some focus on that. Um, yeah. So I think that that's what kind of that's where it stemmed from for me um, because it was just a value from from a young age Um, yeah so (laughs) that's my that's my story uh, working backwards Um, so of course uh, with health at every size and intuitive eating and um, you know considering my background now in in bariatric surgery and my own background with disordered eating 
I feel like I have just found the message that was that I was meant to to proliferate and really get out there. Um, I feel so strongly that nobody should be struggling um, with disordered eating and, and um, body image concerns. Although you know, I, of course they're they're always going to exist to some extent. Um, I think that it is unfair that our current culture makes it so normalized um, and it's just it's a way that we relate to each other and it's really it's really sad um, so once my eyes were kind of open to this I just absolutely ran with it um, I you know I'm so I'm so sad for my clients and my patients that I see who who are struggling um, but it I feel it, it's so fulfilling to share with them that hey you actually there's another way like you don't have to be beating yourself up about this stuff and and actually like your body is not a problem um, the problem is in the culture and in the messages that you've been fed and and we can work with that um, so yeah I I truly feel so so strongly and so passionate about the message um, of intuitive eating and health at every size and, and the non-diet approach um, and you know, of course, my, my road was rocky, and it's it's a <laughs> it's a little bit messy. It's not linear. It's not necessarily you know um, a straight line. Um, and I continue to kind of I'm still kind of finding my way, but I am so grateful for the entire journey because it's it's led me here, um, and that's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so that is that is an intro to my story. Um, I hope you guys got something out of that. Um, and please share with me anything that you connected with. I would love to hear about that. Um, yeah. So that's basically our show for today. Um, I guess I already shared with you guys already, like all the announcements, but um, just a little recap on that. Um, I am going to be rolling out some of these interviews with some non-diet professionals um, in the next few weeks. And really, they're rather than saying interview, I guess what it is is that I'm, I'm going to be talking about a particular topic um, with each professional for about 20 to 30 minutes and, and just kind of giving you guys like a little inside scoop to that conversation. Uh, I think it's going to be really, really cool. I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. Um, and then also another reminder um, to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes to this podcast um, and let me know your thoughts because I'm genuinely interested. Um, and then finally, remember that if you are new to intuitive eating and you want to learn more um, and you like doing some online course type stuff, I do have an introduction to intuitive eating course, which you can find on my Instagram bio section. So just click on the link tree link there and it'll bring you to a page where you can sign up for the, the course. All right, guys, that is the show for today. Um, look out for another episode next week. All right. Bye bye.